0: A thank you to my friend Shonda Rhimes for agreeing to be a part of this conversation series. Uh, The Architect of Change Conversation Series is a conversation series in pursuit of the common good. What is the common good? It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about us.
1: That was the beginning of a conversation between Maria Shriver and Shonda Rhimes as part of the Architects of Change Series launched by Maria Shriver to profile leaders and groundbreakers who challenge what is imagine what can be, and work to make a difference. And perhaps, this is where today's episode began. Young women who were in that audience, listening in on a conversation designed to inspire exactly what they ended up doing, creating conversations to move humanity forward. After hearing this powerful conversation, these girls were motivated to take action. They had a big idea, the energy to go for it, and an adult mentor who said, Let's find our way to yes.
2: Challenge what is, imagine what can be, and move humanity forward. Our words ingrained at the heart of our student participants and drive the club effort. AOC students operate as a team and emulate the highest standards of professionalism, mirroring board-like operations, borrowing from Ms. Shriver The AOC Club believes that when sharing in conversation, minds open, hearts are moved, and change happens. We expand on the notion, don't wait until you are perfect to change the world and engage in rich discussion around mindset and action alignment.
1: When a young woman is inspired to take action, to make a pitch, to ask for a special privilege, What is the role of the supportive adult in that process? Every parent has been there. Your daughter is pitching a plan for a sleepover or piercing her ears or getting her license. How do you, as her wise mentor, set a tone, ask the right questions, create a culture that fosters her agency? I'm Trudy Hall, your host for On Educating Girls, a podcast produced by the International Coalition of Girls' Schools, and today... We're going to explore that process. If you like what you hear in this episode, we urge you to rate and review it or simply forward it along so that others can learn from the wisdom of our guests. My guests today are from the Academy of Our Lady of Peace in San Diego, California, a girls' school that is intentional about creating a culture in which girls come to understand, practice, and perfect the process of turning good ideas into actionable plans that become dynamic successes, both for them and for the communities in which they are involved. As I spoke with them about how they do this, a light bulb went off for me. What they do can be replicated by any adult who cares deeply about ensuring girls understand the notion of agency, that ability to set goals and to make realistic plans to ensure those goals become a new reality. I wanted to break the process they were describing down for my listeners so they could create their own roadmap. For finding their way to yes in partnership with the girls in their lives. Great news! This plan works for girls of all ages. Let me welcome Dr. Lauren Leck, Head of School at Academy of Our Lady of Peace, Rivka Bent, Interim Director of Marketing and Communication, and Ainsley Savant, Class of 2023, who created the school's first hackathon and is a student lead for the Architects of Change Initiative at the Academy of Our Lady of Peace. A warm welcome to each of you.
0: Hi there. So excited to join you, Trudy.
1: Well, I think what excites me so much about this conversation is that what you all do so well at the Academy of Our Lady of Peace can be done by others who care deeply about ensuring that girls take responsibility for filling their lives with big plans. And Another point is that it can be broken down into elements that then ultimately come back together to create a culture in which being in partnership on getting to yes is a central tenet. So let's start with the big picture and then we can drill down. Dr. Leck, you're the head of school here at the Academy and we know that means that building a culture falls under your job description. Can you share the big idea that is central to the culture you are building? What are the goals that you, your faculty, your staff, and the girls are aiming for as outcomes. Sure.
0: Trudy, I'm going to take you on a a little bit of a history lesson as we head back in time. Here at OLP, our school was founded by the Sisters of St. Joseph that began in 1650 in Le Puy, France. And as they took in these young women, that were often destitute and and needed a skill. They taught them how to make lace and they empowered them to seize their destiny and change their future. And as we fast forward to today, um, although we're not teaching our girls to make lace at OLP, we are empowering them through STEM, through these leadership skills to empower them to seize their future. To change their lives and to change the lives of those around them. As I think about that question of the core outcomes of what we are seeking to help our girls become, we talk about this idea of serving the dear neighbor at OLP. And it requires our girls to be mindful of that around them, to be empathetic, to step up as leaders, to hone their voice, to tackle these big problems that they see and the world around them, to listen, and then to use these skills to make a difference. That's what it means to be an empowered young woman and to put these skills to use. And so as I think about these challenges that our girls are entering in the world today and how they will make a difference, it is about having that voice, having these skills, and and making that difference in our world and having the courage to say, yes, I'll take that on. Yes, I will go forth. And, and yes, I have a philosophy that can really make a difference here.
1: So I like that introduction. And we also talked about the fact that you need to break it into elements. And so just another follow-up for you while we're talking about the big picture to provide an outline for our conversation today. What elements do you believe are essential for anyone who wants to create the environment that you are hoping to foster here at OLP?
0: Well, Trudy, I think as we consider our young women today, empowering and helping our young women to have that voice and and moving them to the conviction. to to stand up and the courage is is something that it must be in partnership with the adults around them. I love what Rachel Simmons talks about in terms of micro bravery. She has this great session that we talk about with our, our parents about building that muscle in small ways over and over again. And so I believe that adults are crucial as the partners to help these young women build that voice to to give them the skills to get to that place of finding that courage um, to take on that yes, to see where they will make a difference, how they will take on these strides, and then facilitating those
1: moments. You've really done a superb job of setting us up for this conversation. So we know what your intentions are. And so with that, I want to shift to Ainsley. Ainsley, as a student, Can you tell us how this plays out in your world? What does it look like in action? Walk us through a time when you've carried a big idea forward and share just a bit of that process with us.
2: Of course. Yeah. So like Dr. Leck was saying, the adult leaders within our community are crucial for empowering us young women. And so the administration at OLP has been a huge, huge part of making these big ideas happen within our specific organizations. So whether it's for the hackathon or for Architects of Change, these adult leaders are there to support and guide us through any of the questions that we have. So for example, when in Architects of Change, when we are trying to, uh, we're deliberating about what Speaker, we have at a specific event. We all come together and we throw out ideas, and Miss Bent is there to guide us through that process. And she always asks us, What is the why? What is the why behind bringing this person forward, and why are we highlighting them? And I think that's always been ingrained in my brain whenever we're trying to figure out who we're going to interview next for Architects of Change. I have noticed that the adult leaders within our community really include us within. This collaborative process. They were always brainstorming with the adult leaders, and were part of the conversation.
1: So you've done a nice job of setting us up here to understand how it feels, and what I now want to hear from you. If you could share a little bit in terms of what you know, you need to do to be a partner. What are you bringing to the table? What kind of process do you have to go through to be ready to launch that big idea?
2: Of course, yeah. So. I think the biggest aspect of bringing an idea an idea forward is having that safety net of people. So uh, at OLP, we are so fortunate to have the administration and I'm also able to have my other team of uh, leaders who help develop these events and these ideas. So within administration, we have the other team members, the faculty administrators, and we as a team, we bounce these ideas off of them and we say, does this work? What do you think? And we want their opinion. We want to see what their insights are because they are the leaders, and they they're the ones who guide us through this process and so I think it's also really important to um, communicate and with as a team and so within the hackathon, we are a student led team and we we lead this entire event um, with the help of administration, and we kind of just we Form these ideas together as a team. And it's no, no one is the sole leader of the team. We are all collectively collaborating and brainstorming together. And I think that's true for architects of change as well, because um, we don't necessarily have presidents of the club. We are all considered team leaders. And so I think that's at the root of everything we do is collaboration and communication.
1: So I think, Ainsley, you've teed up Ms. Bent very nicely for some questions that I have for her. Uh, Clearly, Ainsley's just told us that you were the one who worked with the girls initially uh, to launch some of these projects. And so speaking about the Architects of Change series in particular, as the adult partner in the process, what was your reaction? Uh, Tell us a bit about what you know works in such a moment and what's critical.
3: Sure. Um, I think I just exercised it when Ainsley was speaking because, you know, as she's walking us through these activities and these brainstorming sessions, uh, the very first thing I ever do is I take a real big sigh. And that is to really calm my own human nature so that I am ready and the anxiety levels in my own self go to that place where I am able to be with the students to get curious. And so it's that's really... Okay, let's go and let's start talking. And then um, it's like uh, Lauren said, or Dr. Lex said, um, making sure that the girls have the skills to change their future. And then when Ainsley talked, she talked about the inclusion, the collaborative approach. And so what we do is after I've had my sigh, I um, really establish with our students and our adults That we are in a safety net of brainstorming. And so what that allows us to do is really talk through our ideas and be in a place where none of it is off of the table. And it can be as ridiculous as I want this person to come as an architect to change because I'm a fan. Nothing more. They haven't done anything, but I'm a fan. Okay, let's talk about it. And then what happens is our brainstorming sessions really become fun and they're um, inclusive. Every, everybody's voice uh, becomes relevant and, and it's really just a treasure time. And what's happening is these skills, as Dr. Leck talked about, they're being imparted. Because with our curiosity, we are getting to the heart of what it is that would work for us individually. And then we look at our peers, and then we look at our community of faculty and staff, and then we look at our parent community, you know, and then beyond, we kind of grow it out. And so we start to really um, hone our curiosity skills and our critical thinking skills to be above and beyond our individualism.
1: So we're in this safe space with you and we're innovatively creating something new, but talk a little bit about the process of negotiation. Uh, I'm sure that plays a role because you're a parent and I know you use these strategies in your own home and here comes this big idea and you've taken your big sigh. You know, how do you begin to negotiate through the possibilities?
3: We start to tackle it from, okay, let's Think about this as yes, we want to do this. How can we make it happen? So let's start writing down the elements of what is needed and then pursuing those opportunities. And Trudy, you mentioned, you know, being a mom um, in my own family, this did occur uh, when my daughter, who's now uh, mid 20s, but back when she was in a young junior hire. Uh, Facebook was the thing before Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram. And our family policy was no, there's no Facebook here. And uh, she came forward and said, I want a Facebook. And well, why? Because my friends have it. Well, that's that's not a viable reason for a policy change. And so just kind of like Again, getting curious and teaching transferable skills. If you want a policy change, students or daughter, um, you're going to need to really get into the weeds of what is in existence, what needs to be changed, and then let's help you have the skills and tools to really provide those powers that be a compelling argument. And so um, the silks situation didn't transpire in that particular event, but it is not closed down so it becomes a we kind of say a hashtag not yet and then we iterate differently and we don't put a we don't put a closed door on that idea and that inspiration we put a not yet and let's circle back? And how can we get ready to make that happen for the future? And then what will it look like this time for this event? So how can we put it on today and then still continue to plan for that future?
1: I'm hearing a lot of positivity from all three of you. I think um, Dr. Leck has done a great job of talking about the fact that transferable skills need to be implanted at every step of the way. And Ainsley talks about her own responsibility to build that collaborative approach and and trust in that safety net. Um, And Dr. Bent, you're all over some of the great language that it takes to move through these moments, which are wonderful, um, I think, things for us to keep in mind as we're talking. I'm wondering whether the three of you might like to try for us a bit of a role play. Um, Ainsley, you can come up with any kind of idea that you want. I'm, I'm blessing this um, to just come up with some a big idea. You, you all at your school do big ideas and you do them really well um, because and that's why we're talking. So let's come up with a big idea and let's you know put it out there for Dr. Leck and Ms. Bent to react to. And let's see how this goes.
2: This is actually something that the hackathon leadership has been talking about for quite some time, and we haven't totally brought it up to administration yet. It's just kind of been on our horizons. Like, we've kind of just been talking about it and speculating about what this could be, and we've talked about it for the last two years. Um, But the Epics Club would love to host a junior hackathon (gasps) here at OLP.
3: Oh, yes! gosh, I'm (laughs) so excited. So oh, Dr. 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 like goes to excitement first. And I'm going to know what, when you say juniors, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go to that curiosity plate. <laughs> so
2: right now, our annual hackathon is open to grades 8 to 12. And that is so great for inspiring our young women to go into the field of STEM and be empowered through the leadership. However, the learning starts young. We want to encourage all of these younger women to hopefully find a passion for STEM and a love for leadership and early on in their young years. And so we obviously the hackathon would have to be way less extensive and but still as innovative and interactive and engaging as the normal hackathon that we do every single year. Um, But it would probably be through grades K to probably seventh grade um, so that we can be all inclusive of all grades. And, um, but yeah, I think it would just be a really great way for them to kind of get this initial idea of what STEM is like and what the STEM field might be like for future careers, even, even though they are so young in their age, but what do you guys think?
0: So Ainsley, do you think it would replace the existing or be an add and both and? I am hoping that it would be an add and both
2: and, because, um, while we do have the big hackathon, this one could be less um, just like kind of a cut down version of what the normal big extravagant hackathon is every single year.
3: So does that mean you're looking at a different date? So its own date specifically or incorporating it into an aspect of the current one?
2: Hopefully we could get a different date. So maybe sometime in the spring, because as of right now, the annual hackathon is usually held towards the beginning of the year.
0: So Ainsley, what do you anticipate? Just having done this now for several years with the older bodies, right, the big bodies, what do you think with little bodies? Some of your challenges might be, and morphing that down to those those little ones.
2: Obviously, when you have little um, younger children, there are going to be some challenges that come along the way so I think that would something that would be modified from our original hackathon is to have a shorter condensed day because um it's when our in our normal hackathon we have like an eight hour day and it is it's very long and the girls are like they're working so hard and they are working to create these solutions but also having like student role models who have done the hackathon in the past or having Um, The EPICS leadership team there as well, along with science teachers and people who are part of the STEM field there to just kind of guide them through this process, because the students that are there are maybe not as familiar with the STEM field. So having those role models there is crucial for the development
0: of these projects. I've got to give Ainsley some props because she said some things in there that I was waiting to hear. And I just have to give her accolades because You know, the very thing I was hoping she would catch on to, she talked about bringing in some of the science teachers, right? And so what a great way to incorporate maybe some of our middle school or elementary STEM teachers at our local schools. I loved involving the EPICS club as maybe partnering with some of those small groups, with the little ones, so that they have leadership. I was looking for that. I was hoping you would bring that up. And involving more of our OLP students as mentoring. So they're involved in that mentorship relationship. So I just want to really acknowledge your your thinking that's already going in that direction of mitigating some of those issues and and really bringing more to the table um, of collaborative partnership, because there are areas that as teenagers, you might not have a grasp on that the other adults beyond the walls of OLP would be able to join in. So way to go.
1: I think that's a perfect uh, place to demonstrate what you've said from the very beginning. I thought Ainsley was brilliant about coming up with the ways in which she knew the adults would respond positively she hit every single high point and she could wash she was watching your faces as you were going through it you were nodding i mean she knew okay been here before these are the things i gotta sell so and that's and that's going back to you know her present her presentation and her preparation you don't go into this cold you really have to have some skills so ansie how did you feel as that unfolded how did their questions land on you
2: I, I honestly love the questions because it helps me kind of brainstorm myself about things that I might not have thought about before. And it kind of helps me organize my thoughts whenever I do these big idea proposals. Um, and I think it actually went pretty well. I, I really loved the questions that you guys asked. And I, I'm hoping that this is something that maybe we can do in the future um, with maybe next year. Or, um, or hopefully this year, maybe we'll see. But um, yeah, thank you for allowing me to just kind of share that idea with you
3: guys. Dr. Leck was so excited. I barely got a question in. <laughs> I'm like, wait, we got to circle back. <laughs> well, and it was funny because
1: way to capitalize that, Ainsley. Okay, you've got an audience here. We're going to do this. <laughs>
0: And and Trudy, I don't know if the viewers know that we truly we truly did not know what Ainsley was going to pitch. Like this was not rehearsed; there was no practice. We we were in the dark. Yeah, I
3: I was all in. I'm taking notes and everything. I'm like, oh gosh, guess what? Guess what? A community we're going to have a junior
0: hackathon. As someone who gets the blessing of getting to journey alongside these young people as they are steering this this movement, this commitment, it, it is merely that the joy that you get to be alongside them, and uh, for the viewers who didn't get to see the grin on my face and the light in my eyes, it, it is it is merely one of joy and excitement and the questions flow naturally and the encouragement just comes forth. And how do we do this? How do we find the yes? How do we, how do we make this possible? And as Mrs. Bent said earlier, it's the getting to the yes together. How do we negotiate the, the coming to, um, the yes, yes, the winning. So and and the let's solutions. look to
1: you. Uh, let's look to you, Ms. Bent, and say you're the person who goes to curiosity first. While Dr. Leck was going to joy and passion, uh, where were you going?
3: Yeah. So some of my notes. Well, uh, first of all, I have to say I was in Boston uh, with Dr. Leck, but also with Ainsley, and Ainsley and I had a moment in Boston when we really were at the ICGS uh, annual conference. Let me clarify where we were really inspired about the. I think for both of us, it just really hit us about how much STEM fields still need the voice of women at the table and how underrepresented women are. And so to hear Ainsley talk about wanting to inspire elementary school Girls, and then knowing my own daughter who was on a co ed robotics team who was relegated to the sidelines of communications and marketing because that's uh, it, was biologically what happened within the co ed sphere for her. Um, I just am in awe of. Ainsley being the the case study of the every student at OLP who really thinks so much bigger and broader and when they're inspired their desire to change uh, the community just that was on there and then what I wanted to my other notes were goal oriented, so I went kind of Trudy like you. I went to kindergarten. I'm like, okay, when I volunteered in the kindergarten class of my kids, it was miserable. So I was like, what's our goal going to be for our youngsters, so that they are um, not just coming to an event that's crafts, you know, but really, how are we going to translate the inspiration idea of of getting them um, interested in STEM at that age.
1: So, okay, so so, Ains, let me shift back to you just for a second because you did mention getting getting younger students involved. And so my question to you is how challenging is it for you as a leader with no real incentive to offer them to pull in younger students to get them excited about your big ideas?
2: So. In Architects of Change, I've had the opportunity to act as one of the squad leaders um, for the last two years, which has been so beneficial to not only my leadership skills, but to every other person part of Architects of Change. But I think we've really had the opportunity to learn um, leadership skills and engage with the younger students of Architects of Change. So in every meeting, we have an AOC and me minute. And so within each of these minutes, the leader, one of the leadership uh, squad members will share how they, like an instance in their lives where they have demonstrated the motto of Architects of Change, which is challenging what is, imagining what can be, and moving humanity forward. And I think this is what we're really doing here is modeling to the younger students what a student leader looks like in our community. And so I, we, within our little squad groups, we have, we have about 25 people who are part of Architects of Change and we have little squads within um, the total number of our Architects of Change members. And the leaders, usually the seniors or the juniors, are able to really collaborate with the younger students. And it's not really us talking down to them. We're talking with them.
1: But let's take it back up to 30,000 feet and go to Dr. Leck uh, just one more time to say, how do you get the adults to go to their natural place? So your natural place is positive. You know, uh, Ms. Ben's natural place is curiosity. And yet both of those work. How do you train adults in this work?
0: So um, I stumbled upon this book this summer And I'm always seeking, you know, what's the research to define what I do and how I do it? Because sometimes in leadership, we know innately, but we don't always have the language. And I stumbled upon this book from Stephen Covey. It's called Trust and Inspire, How Truly Great Leaders Unleash Greatness in Others. Ah, there it was. And I think that trust and inspire is able to encapsulate what we are doing here at OLP, from modeling leadership, um, imbuing a a leadership that trusts those around us, helping our students um, feel that trust so they can bring those big ideas forward and inspiring them, connecting them with that why, right? Why we do what we do and, and helping them rise to those moments. I believe that when students feel trusted, when they feel inspired, and when we as teachers and adults create the, that culture, whether it's in our home, our families, or in a school, students will get to that yes. They will have the courage to move forward and, and to be part of the conversation, to move those big ideas forward.
1: Well, I'll make sure to get that uh, book title and we'll include it in our episode notes for our listeners. And so I know that, you know, all of you are very busy folks and you need to get on to your journey to yes. And so I want to leave our listeners with some practical advice. What I've really enjoyed about our conversation is that you talk in sound bites. I've picked up a lot just by listening to you, but you each get to offer up some wisdom from your place in the universe. Can you take a quick moment and just share? two to three takeaways that our listeners might find essential as they practice these skills in their own lives. So I'm going to start with you, Ms. Bent, and uh, see what you have to offer up, and we'll go from there.
3: I think coming to the table, coming to your job, coming to your relationships, colleague to colleague, uh, leadership, or students, is coming with a learner's mindset. So I do talk to our students. I say, picture that for example, Ainsley, here's Ainsley's bucket. It's Ainsley's knowledge and Ainsley's experience. And then I say, here's Miss Bent's bucket of knowledge and experience. How I see it is that we both have a bucket and there's something in each of our buckets that we can give to one another that, that improves our being, even just our humanity. And so really that learner's mindset as an adult coming Coming and welcoming the students, so coming together with a student and welcoming them into this place of understanding that their opinion, their experience is valued and valuable.
1: All right, let's turn to Dr. Leck, because I think we're going to let Ainsley have the final voice here. So Dr. Leck, you go. What would you like to add in?
0: These are precious years and they go by so fast and to savor the joy in each of them and to remember that these young people are always watching us, even when we think they aren't, they are watching us, and and how we can inspire and motivate them to take those risks for that yes, that we're here for them. We want to hear those ideas, and we're ready to journey alongside them.
2: My biggest piece of advice or takeaway for anyone who's listening is don't be afraid of the setbacks to make your passion a reality. Within the hackathon, we have, um, we present the participants with um, a design thinking process. And within this design thinking process, it kind of guides them through the process of finding a solution. Just like that design thinking process in our hackathon, It is okay to go back to the drawing board and redesign your idea or tweak something a little bit so that it fits a little bit better. It is okay to have setbacks because they will only make your idea more successful in the end.
1: That is such a perfect piece of life wisdom for us to end on. And I can certainly see why your school and your teachers and your administration is very proud of you. And so I hear us uh, coming to close with uh, Ainsley uh, understanding how to be a partner, which is that she is going to expect the question, what is the why? And she's going to come prepared with that why. And she's also going to be a good listener and bring a collaborative energy to that with a planning team. So they've helped her think about all the whys that could be out there. I also hear Ms. Bent uh, talking about going to Curiosity first. And really thinking carefully about taking that big sigh before you engage. And there's nothing wrong with Dr. Lex's approach of just coming to it with pure joy, because that combination of exhilaration and opportunity uh, with curiosity is an unbeatable conversation. So I'm going to urge all the parents of uh, girls out there to engage with possibility. And head on to that journey to yes, that is clearly so satisfying for the folks at the Academy. Thank you all for joining us. <laughs> this has been on Educating Girls, a podcast produced by the International Coalition of Girls Schools to address real issues that impact the lives of girls we know. As always, we welcome your thoughts and suggestions as we create content that we hope you will find useful. Please send comments and questions to podcast at and join us next time as we share insights and resources. Thanks for listening. It's important to the girls in your lives that you do.